This podcast is brought to you by Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine for those that love to make and drink great beer. Learn more online or subscribe at beerandbrewing.com or find us on social media at Craft Beer Brew. episode 296 of the craft beer and brewing podcast and this is an extra 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 special episode of the craft beer and brewing podcast because we're in pilsen in the czech republic right now sitting in the uh underground aging caves of the pilsner urkel brewery and joining me to talk about the history of pilsner the beer style and of course pilsner urkel's uh pivotal place in that is uh, Václav Burka, brewmaster emeritus of Pilsner Urkel. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you for coming, and uh, I'm greeting or be, or all beer lovers <laughs> around the world. Uh, we, it's exciting to be here uh, where Pilsner uh, got its start, and uh, we have been talking about that history of Pilsner up before this podcast. We're going to go through that history of Pilsner, and you're going to share um, that interesting history, I think, it is, it's, uh, it's such a fascinating thing to watch how Pilsner became a trend and uh, how it also you know, brought in brewing technology and was made possible by brewing technology. It was pulled from other places in Europe and came together here where the, uh, the perfect combination of place to make it water, a government that supported this and uh, you know, a unique business approach in the very early uh, 1800s made it all happen. We're going to talk about all of that, that history and then, of course, how you make uh, Pilsner or Cal, your, the flagship Pilsner beer, with its triple decoction process and, uh, uh, and a lot of love. Uh, we're going to talk about all of that, but first, for years, G&D Chillers has chilled the beers you love, partnering with 3,000-plus breweries across the country. They're proud of the cool partnerships they've built, offering 24-7 service and support. G&D builds with non-proprietary parts, expert craftsmanship, and constant innovation. GD's in-house engineering crew have been piping breweries, wineries, and distilleries for over 30 years. They offer free piping design and consultation with the sale of every chiller they build. Reach out for a quote today at gdchillers.com or call to discuss your next project. Also, this episode is sponsored by CanCraft. Need aluminum cans, lids, or Pactech can carriers? Design help? Don't know where to start? Thankfully, CanCraft is nearby and ready to deliver your complete packaging solution. Plus, with low minimums and full-service support from design through delivery, reaching your brand potential has never been easier. Visit bsgcraftbrewing.com CanCraft to get started. And scheduling freight carriers should be the last thing on a brewer's mind, so why not trust the experts to handle freight for your ingredients? Old Orchard has partnered with a leading logistics firm in the craft beverage industry, to transport your flavored craft concentrate blends. When you order two pails or more from Old Orchard, you qualify for freight quotes. To get started, head on over to oldorchard.com slash brewer. I'm excited about this episode. This is the first, this is our kickoff, the very first episode from uh, the Czech Republic. And we have a number of additional episodes coming for listeners of the podcast over, over the next two months. And we figured the right place to start, to, to start this trip uh, in the Czech Republic was right here at Pilsner Urkel. So why don't, why don't we start by talking about this history of, of Pilsner itself, um, how Pilsner got its start, what uh, was this genesis of this style uh, that is now the most brewed and most drunk beer style around the world? 
Okay, uh, you probably uh, across the world know Pilsner Urkel as is, uh, because this is beer which was born uh, here in Pilsen in 5th of October 1842. But I should look uh, for longer history because uh, we brewed here in Pilsen for longer and longer time before. And we have a first information about brewing here in Pilsen dated uh, from year 1295. Unbelievable. Uh, and it was uh, it was a year when uh, Pilsner as a city started to be king city, uh, nominated by King Wenzel II. And this king uh, delegates to each building in the city privilege, brewed the beer, produce malt for beer, and of course, sell the beer in their own building. It was about 300 buildings. And you can imagine, uh, it was not simple uh, in this time because 300 buildings started with brewing beer. Um, we could say uh, we founded here in this time home brewing uh, movement. <laughs> uh, because All brewing was home brewing then. Uh, yeah, each building brewed the beer in their condition, sometimes Uh, great condition for brewing, good equipment, uh, with uh, clever uh, knowledge about brewing. But sometimes uh, the few people has not enough money for ingredients uh, or for equipment for or for payment a good brewmaster. And um, the situation was that sometimes the beer was delicious, excellent, but sometimes was not so good. <laughs> And it led to one moment in the history, uh, its date or year 1838, when this one brew here in Pilsen was um, not so good, uh, I would say horrible, uh, and whole brew, uh, and it was 36 barrels, was destroyed in front of the municipal hall And uh, the barrel they was... They were so mad about the quality yeah, of the beer that they destroyed all of it in front of City absolutely. Hall. Absolutely. And, and the <laughs> brewmaster, uh, to remember it, uh, was uh, was put to the one uh, from our rivers uh, to uh, improve for future brewing. Eh? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I would say it was a last draw for great decision. Uh, it was decision to build new and modern brewery uh, where the beer will be in excellent condition for a whole year. Uh, but it was not simple. And to achieve this way, they uh, said we should find know-how or collect how is modern brewery built. And they send it uh, across the world, one uh, of our civil engineer, uh, Mr. Martin Stelzer. And Martin Stelzer was, uh, moved to Austria, to Bavaria, to UK. And from each this country, soaked uh, in modern language know-how, how is brewery built. And from UK came this uh, great invention, uh, we say uh, English kiln. This is equipment uh, which is used for drying uh, malt on the uh, last phase of malt production. 
because uh, uh, here was habit uh, dried to uh, to mold with open flame, uh, mm -hmm. and it means uh, the mold was regularly darker, sometimes burned, uh, smoky flavor but, from the, the wood smoke. Every yeah. time smoked. And it led to color of uh, the beer and aroma of the beer. It was a huge step because uh, in English kiln was already for drying used not smoke but hot air. And it led to nice pale color, pale color of, uh, of malt. Second important point uh, from this trip was that Martin Strelzer met in Bavaria, in small city Welshofen, brewmaster Joseph Grohl. And Joseph Grohl already used to use in, in their brewery different kind of yeast. Regularly here in Bohemia, where it was about thousand breweries, uh, were used uh, yeast of upper fermentation. And all the beer was a little bit cloudy because of spreading of yeast. Uh, you know it from ales or, or wheat beers. Uh, and our old brewmaster used to use it because here was not climate condition for using button fermentation. Uh, because this yeast needs lower temperature uh, for fermentation or for maturation. And Joseph Grohl coming to Pilsen uh, bring to us a new type of yeast. And it was a very successful step because here was built a modern brewery with deeper cellars. And we are sitting now in these cellars uh, where total length of these corridors uh, or cavernas is more than nine kilometers. And here is average temperature about five, six degrees Celsius. It's very nice for fermentation, but for maturation, uh, it's still better to have a lower temperature. And it was done or managed by collection ice from rivers <laughs> and ponds mm -hmm. to achieve a temperature about zero. Uh, but the, the new type of yeast, new type of mold, uh, great, uh, very soft water, what we have here in Pilsen, and using uh, uh, hops, which is grown not far from Pilsen, in Saats area, uh, it was a great combination in new modern brewery, which, is, uh, which were leading to, I would say, new great beer. Joseph Grohl, the first brew, brewed 5th of October and uh, beer was finished uh, and opened first barrel on Martin Names Day, which is in our calendar 11 November. And uh, when Joseph Grohl opened the barrel, it was a huge surprising for, for uh, citizens because it was open uh, on the big fair organized uh, on the main square. Everybody expected uh, dark, the old beer, right? cloudy beer, but uh, Joseph Grohl rice, uh, the glass where was golden beer, uh, quite clear with nice head, and people were surprised. What, what, what happened? What, what did uh, this brewmaster, we should fight him? But after tasting the beer, they recognized that this is <laughs> gift from God. Uh, and it was reason why this beer was very quickly spread across the world. Critics will hate anything the first time uh, yeah. that they see it. 
but then they'll come around on it. Sure, sure. Even uh, Pilsner. Yeah, this, this beer, uh, which was originally brewed for their own consumption, uh, has a very quick, successful career because next year, 1843, was already in our capital in Prague. Uh, 1856 uh, was already in capital of Austrian-Hungarian monarchy in Vienna, and then continued uh, 1865 uh, London and Paris. We have medals from competition, quality competitions from these cities, and already uh, 1873, uh, first wooden barrel was opened on American continent. In small city Racine, close to Michigan uh, Lake uh, in Milwaukee, uh, and it was great, great way. And you know, uh, if you are successful, uh, uh, everybody will try to copy it, uh, <laughs> this success. And it was similar here in Pilsner. Uh, first, it's funny to think about Pilsner as a trend at yeah, one time yeah, but it was a trend where that wasn't the the norm that wasn't the regular beer but when presented with it it was so exciting new but the flavors resonated with people that they they quickly other brewers came mm-hmm. to have to brew something similar yeah, it, it, it was great because of course uh, uh, Czech breweries uh, and here in Bohemia in this time was about 1000 breweries and slowly started to copying the success uh, of uh, of Pilsner beer uh, and Pilsner beer it was our first trademark registered uh, by chamber of of uh, uh, our government and here in Pilsner was born still other bigger breweries uh, shellholder brewery Gambrinus uh, Brewery Prior and Brewery Svetovar and all these breweries because they brewed the beer in Pilsen had the legal possibility to name this beer Pilsner beer as well. And it was reason why we let registered new trademark Pilsner Urkel. And we said to world uh, that this is only original and all other Pilsner beers are copied. And it was a uh, way to foundation of the category Pilsner beer, which is, you know, uh, this is the biggest category drinking around the world. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, and it was short story, short history, how the beer was born. But what is for you important? Uh, we started only with three ingredients. With soft water, uh, which is uh, here in Pilsner area. Uh, with uh, mold which was produced uh, on quite new way in our own molting plant and we uh, till nowadays produce the mold in our uh, uh, own molting plant direct here in area of brewery and sad hops and uh, we as a nowadays brewers are using only the three ingredients uh, it's very important step in start of the brewery, of course, uh, the brewing was done in copper kettle uh, and heated uh, firstly by wood, later by coal. Now, we still continue with meshing in copper kettle because we are sure that by meshing in copper kettle, 
there is created the basic parameters of Pilsner beer. Uh, but of course, we are, we are heated it uh, with nature gas. Yeah. Uh, but principle is the same. Means uh, same ingredients, same process in brew house. And by fermentation, uh, we of course now are using cylindroconical tanks for fermentation and for maturation. But we are sitting in the cellars uh, where we have still one department where we continue with fermentation in wooden cask and maturation in wooden uh, oak barrels. And this department is here because we should be sure that taste from cylindroconical tanks is absolutely same like from wooden. And not only taste, uh, we should achieve the same drinkability, which is famous uh, for Pilsner Orkel. Sure, sure. So you're saying that you still compare on a sensory level the wood fermented and wood aged Pilsner Orkel with the the larger scale brewed we, 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 don't, we don't only compare it, uh, we have this department because to adjust uh, the process in tanks to, to the same parameters. Huh. And, and uh, we have same process, same ingredients. Mm, maybe you can ask me uh, how is it with parameters of Pilsner Urkel? Uh, because Pilsner Urkel is famous because it has only 4.4 alcohol by volume. It's done by new type of yeast, which we have, uh, and we have special strain, we, we save it uh, very strictly. You do have a process and a, and a set of uh, approach and a recipe and, and technical process that supports all of the individual pieces from how your barley, your malt works, how your yeast works, which is a little different than some other lager yeast. It's what slightly lower attenuating, and so that creates other recipe, uh, you know, uh, uh, and technical process, uh, you know, concerns. You address that in a, in a lot of different ways. Let's let's do talk about that. Before we do that, AccuBrew announces the addition of specific gravity to their suite of brewing tools. AccuBrew predicts specific gravity during fermentation to help ensure consistent results and detect problems early. AccuBrew is dedicated to providing brewers with the tools to create the perfect brew. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started, their suite of brewing tools will help you achieve your goals. Monitor the fermentation process with our intuitive mobile app. Adjust your recipe as needed and achieve the perfect brew every time. Join the AccuBrew community today and meet the developers in Nashville at CBC to learn more. Also, ProBrew has been a dedicated and trusted partner to breweries, especially when they make the leap to canning their product. That's why they only sell rotary can fillers, which significantly reduced product waste and produce higher quality products than an inline can filler. Need proof? Visit ProBrew at booth 433, as well as at their party at Yazoo Brewing at this year's Craft Brewers Conference in Nashville. To RSVP to their event or schedule time with them at the show, visit them at probrew.com slash cbc or email contact us at probrew.com. Probrew, brew your beer. So why don't you talk about that, the, the parameters for Pilsner Kell, and uh, then it, it, because it, it's interesting to think about how all of this process is built specifically around this beer 
the brew house, all of the ingredients, everything else feeds into that. Um, in many other breweries, especially smaller breweries or craft breweries, it's the equipment and the process, the, they are more standardized. And, you know, because they're brewing more styles of beer, they have to work in different ways. But you, everything is optimized around this beer, the entire production process. Talk, talk to me about, uh, you know, what, that be, what the beer is itself and then how the systems you've built make that beer. Yes, uh, I will. I will do it. I, I already mentioned the equipment. Of course, uh, very important is copper kettle uh, with direct heating for meshing. So direct heating, direct, Di- direct heating, uh, because the the copper very uh, very successful transfer the temperature. Sure. And when we do the meshing, and we are still using three mesh, decoction, uh, and. Uh, during this meshing process, uh, where are in the kettle, create the, the sugars uh, from starch. These sugars, little bit caramelized on the wall of this copper kettle, and this is leading uh, to nice golden color of pilsner kettle. And uh, uh, of course, it uh, gives to the beer a little bit caramel tones in, in taste and aroma. This is very important point. Then for, uh, for it is it's we have an American stereotype of of lager beer as crisp mm. or very light, and that is not necessarily the goal for for Pilsner here. It is much more of a full beer. Yeah, this is full beer because uh, we create a very great uh, content of uh, extract from malt in brew house, but we don't convert all these sugars uh, to alcohol. Uh, Pilsner has only 4.4 alcohol by volume, but but uh, there rest still a little bit of residual extract uh, which create a body and fullness and and. Uh, because this taste of this residual extract uh, has a sweet tones, uh, it allowed to us to give to the to the beer more hops, uh, sales hops, which are using for beginning to nowadays. And uh, in Pelzenrukel, there is huge com, com, uh, com, uh, volume of these compounds from hops and huge volume of. Uh, this residual extract and this combination uh, led to this that uh, if you will take a first sip of Pilsner you can feel the bitterness, very fine bitterness given uh, by sales hops. But in a few seconds, uh, this uh, bitter taste is very well balanced with residual extract, with sweetness of this. And uh, because there is a huge volume of these both compounds, uh, it led to reaction in your, in your mouth, this liquid in your mouth. And the results of this uh, physio- physiological uh, reaction is that you have, I would say, a little bit dry feeling on your tongue. And this dry feeling recognizes your brain. And because your brain is clever, start with solving this, this trouble. And uh, it, it is solving by sending signal to your hand and your hand will catch the glass 
and spill again your tongue. <laughs> and uh, the dry feeling is immediately out. But start again this reaction. And this process, which was described uh, more than 100 years ago, uh, it's called drinkability. And thanks God, Pilsner <laughs> uh, has a great drinkability uh, around the world. This is about, about brew house, and uh, we should continue with fermentation, uh, uh, higher uh, portion residual extract, longer called uh, fermentation and maturation. And uh, this is the basic, basic principles. And what is imp important uh, from beginning, these brewers said, uh, please don't change the processes, technology. You can use as modern equipment as is possible, but the process should stay like before. And this is our um, basic motto for future. And we follow it. And this is the reason why we have here this one department, uh, which is cared by a team of our eight coopers. And I don't know around the world about other brewery who still have a coopers uh, for uh, manage, managing of uh, fermentation and maturation rooms. Sure, sure. No, you have to make your own barrels because there aren't other people to make them for you here. Absolutely. And uh, when we uh, come to parameters, I already mentioned uh, alcohol and, and uh, bitter compounds. But what is important, uh, I have in my office a historical book which is handily written and there are analyses uh, of uh, Pilsner beer uh, dated from 1897 from one Switzerland uh, laboratory uh, in St. Gallen. And if, if I compare uh, parameters which are measured in this time with parameters from our automatic uh, analyzer, there are different uh, on second point behind dot. Uh, uh, this a hundredth is, degree. Uh, this is unbelievable. Yeah, and, yeah. and you can see same ingredients, same process, same analytical parameters. But uh, I know you can ask me, how is it with taste? <laughs> <laughs> this is complicated uh, answer, mm, but not for me, because I am drinking Pilsner, uh, I would say legally, for more than 43 years. 43 years, uh, it's my uh, uh, working career, but uh, I still start with working here as a student. Means close to 50 years uh, when I could confirm taste is the same, but maybe for you is not enough. My father, who was working here from 1945, will add another uh, a few years. And third generation of Berkas uh, came to Pilsen in 1927. And it's practically close to 100 years when we could confirm uh, that the taste of Pilsner beer is the same. <laughs> uh, but to be sure that this is not only, uh, uh, not only from uh, opinion of one family, we have a still team of uh, old brewmasters who are working here for whole life uh, and uh, the oldest one uh, was in January uh, 
92 years old. And they are visiting us every two months and uh, we prepare for these guys uh, tasting. It's a group of about 20 brewers and they are conf confirming uh, that uh, the beer uh, taste is same like when they started here in, in Pilsner Brewery. <laughs> Maintaining that continuity through uh, experienced tasters over those uh, over the this tens of de decades and decades. That's really interesting. Can we talk about some of the particulars? Like when you you mentioned that the beer finishes a little bit sweeter, do you are you public about the finishing gravity of the beer? Yes, uh, we have uh, our gravity, and it was a parameter which was measured in Saint Galen uh, is about eleven seventy five uh, OG. And uh, alcohol, uh, we play about is 44.4 uh, alcohol by volume. Bitterness given by Sads hops is uh, close to 40. Uh, mm. but, but this bitterness is not, um, not harsh. It's uh, very well balanced with the sweetness. And this is, uh, I would say, a huge uh, advantage of our beer, which is uh, very well balanced together. But you know, um, brewing uh, is balancing on the edge. If you have uh, or wish something improved, uh, you uh, on the opposite side something uh, are losing. And uh, this is the reason why Pilsner or Kielasa beer need a very strict caring about this beer. And this is the reason uh, because here in the cellars, and you, I am sure you can confirm it, and I will give you another glass, don't <laughs> worry. Uh, uh, the beer here is excellent, but sometimes happened in pub or uh, after long-term export. The beer is not so great like uh, here in the cellars, and this is the reason why we should care about this beer properly. That's the reason uh, why we founded a group of, uh, I would say, trade brewers working in the market. And uh, we pushed the bartenders uh, or owners in pubs and restaurants how necessary is care about proper temperature uh, of storing the brewery, how is necessary to care about pipelines in, uh, in pub how often clean it, uh, and of course, how clean the glass and serve the beer, because uh, you know, and uh, in US, uh, there are the beer uh, usually served without head, without foam. <laughs> and if we came uh, to any pubs and say, we need about two or three fingers uh, head, because uh, the head will care, taste and aroma of the beer. It's, it's not simple to do it, but uh, this is the reason why we do it step by step. It's a never-ending story. <laughs> sure. That is one of the beautiful things about uh, uh, beer here in the Czech Republic, the focus on service and uh, um, that attention to detail at that last mile as the beer gets to consumers is a very important thing. Um, and uh, the beers are, are very, be they're beautiful, much more beautiful. I mean, we, you, the world of craft beer in America has tried to elevate the idea of beer as a drink in America. And over the last 20 years has done that by 
trying to move away from something like a shaker pint, the straight walled glass, uh, you know, that doesn't, it's not very flattering to beer. Um, they've tried to, you know, use, use more attractive glass because it, it makes the, the experience of drinking a more pleasurable one. And, uh, the, the checks have, uh, really on the front of this for for hundreds of years now uh in serving beer in a way that makes it feel like a, a special experience yeah, caring about beer is uh is of course very important and i am lucky man because i was born here in pilsen uh, and started here in brewery which gives to the world category of pilsner pilsner beer but don't worry, I like uh, other beer as well. Uh, and I was lucky man because I had chance to uh, visit, for example, Guinness in the UK uh, and see how is brewed this beer. Uh, we are neighbor with Germany, where is uh, famous uh, with uh, wheat beer. Uh, visit UK and try recognized. recognize uh, why the guys are drinking these ales uh, in, in this country. And each beer needs their special serving ritual and caring about beer and, and cleanliness and uh, cooling or proper serving temperature. This is very important. Uh, and I am uh, very happy that we, uh, we have here in, in Bohemia or in Czech now, uh, we have here um, new and new small breweries, craft breweries, which gives to us a more wider palette of taste and aromas. And yeah, I'm sure. a friend of this. Sure. Well, I would love to talk about some some additional things. Yeah, your malt and the way that you prepare your Pilsner malt, because it's here we are in Pilsen and you're making your malt here. I want to talk about that. I'd like to talk about water, um, because obviously water is one of those key components that, that helps make Pilsner beer here, you know, such a special thing that, of course, brewers across the world now try to mimic their water in the same kind of way. I want to talk about those kinds of things. Before we do that, from the rotatable pickup tube on Rogue Brewing's Pilot Brew House to the integrated hotbacks on Sierra Nevada's twin prototyping brew houses, SS Brewtech has taken technology they invented working with world-renowned industry veterans and made them available to every craft brewer. To learn more about SS Brewtech's innovation list, head on over to ssbrewtech.com. Also 100% recycled, 100% recyclable, and reusable, Packtech handles are the sustainable solution to handle your craft beer. Packtech has been a leading producer of secondary packaging for the craft beer industry for over 30 years, and their handles are found across the globe. By fully embracing the principles of circular economy, Packtech helps customers meet their own ambitious, sustainable goals, 100% recycled, 100% recyclable, and reusable. Packtech is the sustainable packaging solution for your craft beer. Order your free samples today. Call 541-461-5000. That's 541-461-5000. And Berkeley Yeast, the creators of Tropics Yeast, which produces massive notes of guava and passion fruit, now bring you Thiol Boost. Berkeley Yeast Thiol Boost is pure liquid thiol precursors that take tropics to the next level. Add it to the fermenter when you pitch your yeast and prepare yourself for tropical fruit nirvana. The concentration of precursors is the same in every batch of Thiol Boost, so you can predictably tune the level of tropical flavor by adjusting the dosage. Mention this podcast, get 15% off your next order. Berkeley yeast, ordinary yeast, made extraordinary. 
So let's talk about malt. I think this is, you know, for many American craft brewers, malt is something that you order from a malt producer and you can choose from the specs that they malt to. And those malt producers are trying to, you know, produce consistent malt to, you know, specific different specs, you know, to hit different goals, you know, just to make different products out there. But you all get to malt your, uh, create your malt exactly for the what, you know, the way that it brews in your brew house. Talk to me about that process and uh, what are some of those parameters for the Pilsner malt that you all make? Okay, uh, we could uh, go through ingredients uh, and malt is uh, of course very important and this is the reason why we we produce it in our own uh, way in our malt malting plan. Uh, for malting, we are using only Czech and Moravian barley. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, de- uh, described variety which is possible to use for, for malting in Czech because we have here uh, uh, described a process for brewing Czech beer by Czech Brewing and Malting Association. And uh, of course, Pilsner will fulfill uh, all these parameters for Czech beer. And uh, malt, uh, for malt, we are using uh, only Czech barley and special uh, strains or variety of uh, of uh, barley. What's the barley variety? Uh, it's malts or um, bios or or we have defined about five six okay. uh, varieties of malt. And uh, what is important? Uh, we uh, we uh, our malt is low modified. Uh, we started uh, with germination. Uh, and uh, by, by humidity of the corns, about 45% uh, percent of water, and uh, five days we take the germination, and then uh, we kiln or dry uh, this small by quite uh, low temperature, up to 84, 83 degrees Celsius. And it led to this color of malt. And uh, I mentioned that this, uh, this uh, malt is low modified, is given by this process, and it's given by variety of the malt, variety of the barley. But uh, why we do it? Simple answer, because we have a very intensive process in, in meshing uh, three mesh decoction in brewers. Sure. And this is the reason why we do it. You don't have to do some of that conversion in the malting process because you're going to do that through the decoction yeah, process. We, we, we say we say we, we need a little bit harder, uh, not so uh, low modified uh, malt. Second ingredient is water. Uh, we were lucky that uh, we are uh, in Pilsen because Pilsen as a city is located on the big sandstone plate. And two Pilsner are coming for rivers. Uh, and because in the sandstone are not uh, any sources of alkalic salts or minerals, the water which is coming with these four rivers uh, or rainwater is only good filtered through the sandstone flowing to underneath lake, uh, which is about 100 meters below uh, Pilsen. 
And because there are not these uh, things with, which I mentioned, the water is only good filtered and flow this water to, to this lake is something about 40, 50 years. Uh, and the water stays soft like surface water and water is very important, you know, mm -hmm. because beer content more than 90% of water. And then we could come to certain ingredients and it's sad hops. And we, again, we are lucky that uh, we are close to Saad's area. And uh, in this area is grown um, famous Saad's hops. Uh, and we have uh, very good relations uh, with the farmers. And we have possibility to double check uh, what they do. Uh, we have uh, few new projects, uh, cooperation with, with hop farmers uh, to find a way what uh, will be happen in future to, to, to create a sustainable way uh, how rest uh, for next generations uh, quality of personal like we know it uh, now and of course, how we do it with sad hops, because it's very important. That is an interesting one. And, and we'll have a future episode where we dig deeper into the, the question of, of hops, because the way hops are grown here, they're generally grown without irrigation. And I think as most people know, the crop this past year due to uh, pressure from climate change uh, was pretty dramatically bad uh, and uh, you know almost disastrous for a lot of hop growers in terms of the yield and uh, you know and so it, there is there are these bigger questions about maintaining these heirloom these older varieties that may not be agronomically suitable for a changing environment in the world in the future and it has to be a question because you care about this this history and this past um, there has to be a question that you all are thinking about uh, as the world around us is changing. You say about about tough year uh, for hop farmers and, and uh, we have a very interesting project together with, with hop farmers. Uh, we call it uh, For Hop. And this is project when we started with measuring uh, or observing uh, how the hop plants need the water. Uh, we put uh, cameras uh, to hop fields and we mo ma make a monitoring uh, how the fields are grown, uh, where uh, the rain is coming and how deep the water is coming to the soil. And we started with measuring, uh, we say, uh, electrocardiograph of a uh, few plants when we put a sensors direct uh, to plan and measured uh, in which time uh, the water is flowing up and when it's flowing down. And we are looking forward to find optimal way uh, uh, where uh, and when used uh, sprinkling the uh, water or if necess not necessary, and how safe water for to a proper time uh, for uh, for growing uh, mm -hmm. the plants. We are on start, but we are sure that this uh, will be quite successful way. So you think the future will be some sort of more scientific approach to irrigation 
that effectively irrigates when the exactly when the plants need it. And again, it's something the wine industry does pretty well at, with uh, with that kind of irrigation. Yeah, program. we are in contact with wineries as well, and 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 again, this is the principles which I mentioned. Uh, Please use uh, principles and ingredients uh, like stay before or uh, was born before, but use them as modern technique, uh, which could help you to uh, prolong the sustainability and, and mainly quality and drinkability of our beer. Sure. With your Saz hops... They're an agricultural product. Obviously, every harvest is different, but you are trying to maintain your standard of, of Pilsner or Kell every year. How do you manage some of those changes in flavor and aroma uh, of, in, of intensity, but also of, of character that happen year to year because of just normal natural processes? Uh, this is uh, not a simple way, uh, but uh, we have here in our area in our brewery, still one small microbrewery, laboratory brewery, uh, where uh, this one batch is about one hectoliter. And we have it, uh, it mainly for it that we double check uh, all new ingredients from crop. And uh, if we recognize that there are something different, uh, we are able to adjust uh, all this process exactly uh, for parameters of new crop. And uh, this is then simple in big brewery uh, to set it uh, to, to produce, brew the beer uh, that the consumer uh, don't, don't uh, recognize any changes because we are not like a winer producer because... Uh, Winer producer has a little bit simple way. Uh, for for wine uh, wine producer, each year is new new it's new, our new crop, vintage, yes. new vintage. <laughs> uh, but brewers, uh, their the the biggest role or or of brewers is produce the beer uh, where the consumer don't recognize which crop is. Uh, uh, used for brewing. Sure, sure. It's, uh, you know, th- that is the challenge in beer. Um, you know, and it's interesting then that your brewing, some of your other parameters might change. We did look at that small brewery, and it's interesting to think that as large as, as Pilsner Raquel Brewery is, that is still operating a brewery just that small, just one hectoliter to test these kinds of things out. And then, of course, you know, you make adjustments, I guess, to the, the other parameters based on that. Very, very interesting. Um, we're, we're getting on in time here. I want to, to kind of uh, look at a, or maybe, um, you know, tackle some two big questions because I have to ask you about decoction or else my friend Joe here uh, will never forgive me for that. Um, you triple decoct this beer, which of course is the traditional way that it has always been done. Um, there are certainly brewers here in the Czech Republic who single decoct, double decoct. You know, it's easier and takes less time to to do fewer decoctions. You could mash, or you could uh, uh, you know modify your malt in a different way in order to speed up that process. And uh, you know, especially 
as the brewery is as large as it is now, making as much beer as it is now, there would be uh, natural production benefits to speeding that process. From your perspective, what, what does that triple decoction process give the beer that it doesn't have from a single or double decoction? And um, overall, what do you think the impact is on the flavor of that process? My, uh, my look on it uh, is uh, very simple. Uh, if uh, are, you are using uh, infusion or one, two, three uh, mesh decoction, uh, in each step are splitting uh, the things which are in mold on different way or on different level. And if you are using, for example, double mesh uh, decoction, the ratio of uh, this uh, cutting or splitting uh, uh, things on the end is different in comparison uh, with three mesh decoction. Uh, because we three times uh, heated and boiled it and let uh, by each mesh different time. It means each this process, infusion, uh, one, two, three uh, mesh decoction, has on the end different ratio each simple things on the end. And this is after, uh, again, different fermentation process. Uh, it's leading to different taste and different parameters of the beer, and this is uh, this is basic. Yeah, yeah, and we should say you're doing these in copper vessels with direct fire, as we mentioned earlier, which also has its own parameters versus also trying to uh, you know decoct using a, a steam brew house. Exactly, because uh, historically we make uh, many research uh, on this remesh decoction, and we confirm and we are sure that. There are exactly create this uh, these parameters of Pilsner all this not only basic parameters but uh, it has an influence for drinkability and drinkability it's uh, very important for for Pilsner as well. Lots of every Czech brewer we talk to talks about drinkability. Drinkability it's the word here where you know that and balance you know those are balance is probably the word we hear american brewers use the most and drinkability is the seems to be the word that uh, czech brewers use you know more than any other um if we, as we pull back what do you if we think about excellence in lager beer what are for for brewers that are making their own lager beers uh in their own brew houses uh you know what what do you think are some of those key things that create excellence in the beers, the key things that people, brewers, should pay attention to as they're focusing on on excellence in lager beer? Uh, I think we have described uh, uh, our uh, lager production in, in these uh, principles of Czech beer, which is, which is uh, uh, law or parameters confirmed by European Union. And, and I think for lagers it's important to do a little bit uh, meshing, one, two or three. We stay on three because we are sure that three is for personal the best way. 
this is one way. Second uh, important point is uh, fermentation and uh, be uh, don't uh, don't uh, control fermentation process because of uh, uh, achieving uh, uh, final uh, original gravity. We let in our beer a little bit tones of diacetyl uh, because we think uh, this parameter could a little bit influence the drinkability. And uh, this is this is the reason why we have in our beer uh, this lowest portion of alcohol. We, we managed uh, this process to achieve this low level. Uh, many lagers around the world start uh, fermentation and let continued to end of uh, uh, fermentation degree. Uh, and there is very low level of this residual extract which in combination uh, with using a variety of hops could lead to another and again drinkability. And this is the basic principles and of course, uh, but this is valid not only for lagers, purity and cleanliness uh, in each step. Because beer is very sensitive for attacks, uh, different microorganisms from from uh, uh, air, from from pub, by uh, bad clean pipelines in pub, everything could could be destroyed, and it, it's a pity uh, because uh, brewing process is uh, not simple, but uh, we say in check. Uh, brewer uh, make only half a job, but second part of this job is done in pub. We brewers brew the beer, but bartender makes it. And if bartender uh, is lazy guy and uh, don't clean properly everything in pub, uh, uh, pipelines, uh, cellars, or glasses. Uh, bartender could destroy everything, but in case that uh, he has experience and skills, could excite this beer coming from the brewery to the heaven. <laughs> that, is, that is the beautiful thing when it's served so well. And uh, you're right, and that is a problem that many brewers face, the one needing to sell more beer but sometimes ending up in places where customers have a poor experience of that beer. Um, on the flip side, when you incentivize and, and showcase just how beautiful it can be and how successful places can be here when they serve it well, uh, then it helps bring everyone else along because they feel the pressure from customers themselves. Um, but I love what you're saying there, that uh, this approach to Pilsner is not about the... It's not about what we see in the uh, most industrialized versions of these uh, beers that are some breweries call Pilsner, whether they, uh, uh, they're not, you know, with beers that are meant to have as little flavor as they can. Your beer is built to have lots of flavor and to be a very engaging beer, a beer that you uh, um, can enjoy while you drink it, not a beer that you want to forget while you're drinking it. Yeah, <laughs> this... Uh tough uh, explain everything uh, 
But uh, what is important? Czech beer uh, or Czech brewers gives to the world more more great uh, results and uh, many brewers from from Czech uh, brew the beer around the world and I'm lucky that uh, or happy that that they continued with prolonging our tradition uh, to produce a little bit more aromatic uh, beer full full bodied and and uh, this is the reason by the way that uh, we have here in, in uh, Czech, the, the highest consumption uh, of beer per capita. And uh, th- this is the reason why I should wish to brewers uh, around the world and of course in America, don't be lazy and try uh, to make a mesh. Uh, you, can, uh, you can tell me, um, I am not equipment, but uh, we have only two vessels, one kettle with heating and uh, a second uh, not heated only for for uh, stay in rest and uh, everything on the end is leading to great beer and I, I trust you, uh, you will be absolutely successful and on the end you can see uh, by, by drinking a beer Cheers! Enjoy it! Nazdravi! How we say in Czech? That is a great place to bring this to a close. GD Chillers has set the standard on quality, service, and reliability with 24-7 service and support. CanCraft is nearby and ready to deliver your complete packaging solution. Trust the experts from Old Orchard to handle freight for your craft fruit concentrates. AccuBrew predicts specific gravity during fermentation to help ensure consistent results. ProBrew's rotary can fillers reduce waste and produce higher quality packaged beer. SS BrewTech has made top tech available to every craft brewer. PackTech handles are the sustainable solution to handle your craft beer. And Berkeley Yeast's Thiol Boost is pure liquid thiol precursors that take tropics to the next level. If you've enjoyed this podcast, go to beerandbring.com, click on that subscribe button. Um, and we've got some great content uh, from our Czech trip here coming up in the next lager issue of lager focused issue of the magazine. And, uh, you know, and so we'll have more to give to you. Just go to beerandbring.com, click on that subscribe button, and uh, become a subscriber if you're not already. Uh, Vaslav Burka, Brewmaster Emeritus for Pilsner Urkel, thank you so much for talking with me on the podcast. Normally we'd ask where people can learn more about Pilsner Urkel, but I'm very confident that they can find uh, Pilsner Urkel through all the digital channels or right here in Pilsen in this amazing brewery with uh, incredible, the best brewery tour I think I have ever experienced an interactive uh, tour that uh, is a should be a must for any uh, any beer lover to come see for themselves. Okay, and I on the end I wish uh, to all lovers to after after sip of your maybe new beer with using meshing do <sighs> delicious. Thank you so much for talking with me. Cheers. Thank you. And if you will have a, a tour to, to Europe, uh, please don't uh, don't forget to visit Czech Republic and mainly Pilsen. <laughs> uh, don't visit only Prague. We have in Prague great pubs, absolutely. But Pilsen is only a few kilometers. It's so close. We're only an hour away from Prague. Anybody can make that. Absolutely. Too. Please yeah. visit us and you can double check where Pilsner beer was born 
180 years ago. Cheers. If you haven't tasted it, fresh pulled from one of the wooden vats here in this in the cellars, then you you know you can't really say that you've uh, you know had the full experience yet. Uh, it's part of uh, it's a special thing, and uh, we're drinking it now, and it's absolutely delicious. Cheers. Cheers. This podcast is brought to you by Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine. For those that love to make and drink great beer, learn more online or subscribe at beerandbrewing.com or find us on social media at Craft Beer Brew.